1: Hello, it is Friday, February 17th, and you are listening to Talking Comics. I am your host, Bobby Shortle, and I am in the house with a returning Steve Say. Hello, Bob Ryer. Who is still confused. It's Friday? It, it is Friday. Okay, okay, it's Friday. And Stephanie Cook. Hi! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> very excited There's to be yes. here. I'm very excited yeah. to be well, here. It's, fr- it's Friday. It is Friday. Happy hour. It's Friday. Gotta get down. You gotta get down on Friday. <laughs> Saturday is after Friday. And, and then Sundays Sunday, is after that. Uh, Sundays after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's we know our days of the week. We do. <laughs> Rebecca Black yeah. taught me my oh. days of the week. Oh. Um, I'll, yeah. never, I'll okay. never forget them again. Nope, nope, never. <laughs> um, and I'll never forget that random guy who raps in that song. It's very weird. Well, that, the, ra-
0: the random guy that writes
1: funny stuff. That yeah. guy, you know him.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have Chris been here for the pre-show Andrew. conversation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Chris Andrew. He yeah. The, yeah the Chris Andrew guy. Chris Andrew. <laughs> well,
3: somewhere. no, his name's Chris Lilly. Summer Heights High. Yeah. You but know that. I didn't now. know his name yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. You Googled it. That's yeah. not fair. I, yeah. I know. She goes. But you but know was...
1: that really funny guy who you who think is really funny. He's like Andrew or Chris. Chris or something. <laughs>
3: Or something, whatever, yeah. doesn't
1: matter Stephanie is a master of the English language I know, As Words. you all know yes.
3: With my pronunciations <laughs> Yes,
1: I look forward to hearing her talk about Writers names later in the show Because it's always a good time <laughs> Maybe we can learn a little bit more French Maybe we could, yes. Yes. Maybe we could we, we know bonjour Yes, <laughs> That you do yep, I, we...
3: I'll, write out, I'll, I'll do one of my book of the weeks In French mm. No I won't Ooh. No. <laughs> no.
1: S- <laughs> Segment our audience <laughs> um, uh, so uh yeah, so we're gonna talk about conflicts in a in a couple minutes. But um so this week, uh we're gonna do a little video game stuff, Bob, for okay. a second here. Um I'm not gonna talk <laughs> I'll about go Skyrim. The bathroom and I'll be right back. I can't anymore. talk about Skyrim anymore because it it's like it's like heroin. How I can't many, talk it about anymore. How many hours in? I am Too like many. Now we're talking about it. I know, fifty sure two hours in, which is like half the amount that Stephanie's in.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's more like a quarter after i played for like another entire week after <laughs> last week.
1: Um, but i'm almost done with that story. I'm going to but the Mass Effect 3 demo came out uh, this week on Wednesday, which is a uh. big science fiction space epic thing and it's a conclusion to the trilogy and
3: AKA it was it's bobby's favorite thing ever. It
1: is really my favorite thing ever and it <laughs> was really great it was the same gameplay but uh better action combat so the shooting was a lot better which is good because that's always been the kind of the shortcoming with the series um but all the dialogue stuff was great and um there was a really cool scene they, they kind of skip around the story a little bit just not to give anything away but they show you the opening which is balls crazy and then they um s- shoot you ahead to like a side mission and there's a scene where if you haven't played the other games it wouldn't be as meaningful but there are all these characters that you have encountered in the last two games, especially a bunch from the first game who weren't really in the second game, who are kind of all together in the same room and kind of bickering and arguing and talking. and it, And it was this moment where, much like you get that feeling when you watch a TV show and characters get reunited, like mm-hmm. it was that same feeling. And it's the only video game that I play that has that feeling to me. Where I'm like, oh my god, you know, Garris is talking to Rex. All these things. I mean, yes. at you if you don't play Mass Effect, but it's just <laughs> a great it's moment, cinematic. That's yeah, cool. it was, yeah, it was really, really cool. Uh and the gameplay was was awesome and it was Mass Effect but with a slightly tighter twist on it, which I was I was happy about. I was really happy about that. Um yeah, so that's uh, we'll we'll step away from video games. That's, no, it's fine. So, um, <laughs> something actually fun. of note uh video game world that um the
0: Simpsons arcade game oh, yeah, was that's true. finally after that's true. all this time, I don't know how it took so long, yeah, but it was finally released and um a purchase that I made that I believe is very worth it that if anybody's on the fence of getting a PlayStation Plus uh, package, mm-hmm. the $50 for the year, um, in all honesty, it's worth it. Because not only do you get access to a lot more demos and uh, materials, but the $50 price tag is ridiculous because upon signing up, I must have gotten at least like $120 worth of free stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, games. and every week, like, mm-hmm. I just got uh, Far Cry 2 for free. Mm-hmm. I got, like, four four full-length games, $30 mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. for free. Right. So, pretty for, awesome.
2: For a dollar a week. Yeah. That's a hell of a purchase. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And um, not to mention the fact that the online functionality is much faster. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, it's a good incentive to buy it. I, I, it's much cooler than the Xbox Live membership where they don't give you anything.
1: Yeah, but the only thing about it for me is that I feel like Xbox Live's... Setup is so much better oh, absolutely. than PlayStation. So I don't feel bad about paying the $50 because what they have there is so functional and I know where everything is. And, you know, it's in PlayStation, if you want to play a multiplayer game with somebody, it's the, like, the biggest hassle in the entire world, you know. And Xbox is very, very easy. Yeah. Um, the only thing about PlayStation Plus, I do agree that they give you a lot of stuff, but the only thing for me is I don't necessarily want the things they're giving me. Like, I'm never going to, like, Far Cry 2 might be a cool game, but I'm never going to play Far Cry 2. You know, mm-hmm. so, like, let me pick. The game I want every month, and then I would sign up in a second. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it's cool to give it to you, but it's also like, like Rap City, where you get as many songs as you want for ten dollars a month, right? But once you just don't subscribe to it anymore, it goes away. You right. don't have it anymore. Oh. You know, so which is I mean, I nothing mean, that fairy is about. It. They're still giving you free stuff yeah. that you can play. Um, it's just for me. It's like let me pick. Like, oh, I really want to play. Well, because this game Journey is coming out next month, which is uh, Steve this, Perry. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, same company as the guys who <laughs> made uh, Flow and um, yeah, I want Flower. That.
2: Really looking forward yeah. to that. Like, I would love to get about that game. Insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I would sorry. love to get that game for free. You know, it'd be like, okay, you know, like this is the game I want for my PlayStation Plus membership. But instead, they're going to give me like, you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'll give you one of nice. Zombie
1: Here Kill Arcade. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I got Final Fantasy V. For that's cool.
2: Free
0: the other day.
1: But so. are, you, are you ever going to play Final Fantasy V again? You know, I might. So ha. Well then, it, then it would I work have
3: out a for you. PS One yeah. version, you can totally have it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
0: tried playing the um the Japanese version of three, and it was it was absolutely absurd. No Phoenix Downs, no oh, wow. potions. Something for like seventy. Uh, I don't know what it was, but somebody that was on the boards told me. I told them what town I was in, and they're like, "Dude, you're like seventeen and a half hours of gameplay away." From even getting close to where you'll <laughs> find that thing, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I had one health, mm-hmm.
1: so oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was a shame. Was mm-hmm. that Final Fantasy three, like the Japanese Final Fantasy three? What they call it Final Fantasy III in Japan, <sighs> or were they called it here when they? Re- it was for the Game Boy, it was for the DS. Oh yeah, then it was three there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was what was whatever it was here. I don't know five remember, here, five here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, here that the game was very hard. It was insane. Yeah, <laughs> and I was really
0: really enjoying it, and then it just I hit a brick wall, and there was no way around it. Right. So. Back in
1: the day, they used to either not release games in Japan that were too hard for really? they thought were too hard for Americans, or change mm-hmm. them. Like Super Mario Brothers Two in America is not Super Mario Brothers Two in Japan. Really? They took a game called Doki Doki Panic in Japan that was easier, mm-hmm. and they just reskinned it for Mario. Yeah. So if you play Mario Brothers Two, it's so different than any other Mario game, you know. And that's why the first time they ever had different characters, so you could play as Luigi or Princess Peach or Toad. And the only reason they did that was because there were four characters in this game and they had to put people into those four (laughs) slots. It's very weird, very weird. And as a kid, I remember being like, I don't understand. This game doesn't play. Why am I taking turnips out of the ground and throwing them at people? That's not what you do in a (laughs) Mario game, you know? It's funny. Um, But that's it for the video game talk. Let's get on to our comic book talk. I was getting into it.
2: Um, Bob, you're going to be a little negative to start off. Well, I'm going to be slightly positive and then go negative.
1: Right, so let's start with the negative so we can can end later on positivity. Okay.
2: So go ahead. It's this week, or I guess these are this week, Mm -hmm. um, Avengers and New Avengers. Okay. I'm going to commit sacrilege here, and there'll be much screaming. (laughs) I am so tired at this point of Brian Michael Bendis and apocalyptic darkness and Norman Osborn and (laughs) enough already. It's four years of... Mm this the Avengers breaking up and secret wars and Skrull invasions can we take a break (laughs) can something heroic happen and not everyone's dying and bleeding and Mm -hmm. changing teams I'm done really I will never I can't stop buying these I've got every Avengers at home I've got one sitting in a box at home oh wow I'm not not buying these but I he's leaving soon he is leaving very soon yeah Thank Odin, is all I'm going to say. I Enough. Just enough. I, I, I await your brickbats here, but I've just had it.
1: Well, I'm not reading any of his Avenger books, so I can't really speak mm-hmm. to those. I mean, I love him as far as his Spider-Man work. Like, in Ultimate Spider-Man, I think he's awesome. And um, I love the way he writes Spider-Man. I love the... the- the the wit and the sharpness of his dialogue you know i love the mammoth like back and forth mm-hmm. he has as a spider-man writer and i really think brilliant is very good as well i haven't been reading any of the avenger stuff so i can't speak to it i mean you want to tell us a little more and you don't have to get too spoilery about it but right. why in detail why you're not enjoying them
2: well what there's this sense of foreboding and ominousness and that's great mm-hmm but you can't ratchet up that tension month after month after month, year after year after year without release. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock made movies as crazy suspenseful as they were. There'd be a release and a laugh. Mm-hmm. There'd be a romantic moment. There'd be something. This is Sturman drung over and over. Let's blow up Avengers Mansion, Avengers Tower, Avengers Satellite, mm-hmm. Avengers this, helicarriers, crash him into the city, blow up New York every month? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For years? <laughs> you know, and, and now the, the Avengers are... Norman Osborn, why he's in Avengers books, I have no idea. He's right, yeah. Spider-Man, and he was in these books before. He's, he took over the government. He was running S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hammer, the Avengers. He has Dark Avengers, which is just a knockoff of the Thunderbolts. He has his own team so he can fight the Avengers and make them look bad in the public mm-hmm. and get them arrested. And now they've tur- the Avengers are the X-Men, in essence, the team that people fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: they're the avengers i mean the kree squirrel ward there everyone forget they saved the earth four thousand times right. <laughs> over the last 50 years and now everyone hates captain america mm-hmm. stop right just stop stephanie are you on my side of this or are you gonna come after me
3: i actually i'm not really i haven't really read that many of the avengers books so i i'm tempted to not go near them now oh good thank you <laughs> okay
2: I have proponents on my side here. But now we have Avengers X-Men coming and he's writing. He's writing part of it, yeah. yeah. I, you know, the thing is, what you're saying to me is, I haven't read these books, but what what, what you're saying to me
1: is not the stuff that I like about Brian Michael Bendis' books, right? I don't, I I mean, I don't, I like when he gets big and dramatic Mm. and serious, but the thing I like about Brian Michael Bendis and the reason I like the Spider-Man stuff, like I said before, is because there's that, always that smile and that humor Mm. to it. And I think maybe just because you can't get away from that in Spider-Man. You can't make Spider-Man dark and brooding for too long or people react very negatively yes. to it. You, you know, and... the
2: Straczynski era.
1: Yeah, so yeah. I think that that's probably the problem. I mean, what you're saying to me is not what I like to hear about a Brian Michael Bendis no. book. I like the wit. I don't necessarily need to have all the doom and gloom.
2: There have been those moments. We, we talked about that one issue. Where it's all talking heads. Right. You know, who deserves to be an Avengers? That's the, that's the highlight of his entire run. Mm-hmm. Because it was something different. This has just gone on way past its expiration date mm-hmm. for me.
1: It's interesting because he, I mean he's basically at this point the architect of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. You know he controls yeah, that's, that's basically all of it. <laughs> you know. Um, which I think is is interesting. And I think a lot of probably what's going on in Avengers X Men is going to have to do with that stuff. I think that's basically his exit from the main Avengers books. He is launching a new Avengers book called Avengers Assemble. Some- which, um, but I think that's the only book he's going to be writing. Um, after that, for that, it's an Avengers book.
2: I'll take some shot a shot at it, but mm. I'm much happier, for instance, as we talked about, with what Hickman's doing with the FF. You can be right. cosmic and large, mm. and and still have he has a family moments. Right. You know, the kids and the future foundation, all mm. the rest of it. This is just mired mm-hmm. in oh, how many Avengers can we kill? Who can get buried in the rubble over and over and right. over?
1: Do you think, despite his. Very high standing, obviously, in the comic book world that he maybe feels like because he's writing what is basically the most important book in the Mm Marvel universe that it has to have this serious, dour tone to it or if people want to take it seriously. He
2: he needs to be thought of as a serious writer. Right, yeah. But, again, I'm the gray beard around here. (laughs) So, okay, when Stan and Jack were doing the FF and it was the most important comic book on the stands... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you had the Galactus trilogy, and then Mm. you had one-off issues of lightness. Right. And it didn't cheapen. It -hmm. enhanced what came before and after. Mm -hmm. It never stops to take a breath. Right. And I'm sure, you know, I'm the voice crying out in the wilderness here (laughs) on this one. Right. But I'm willing to... Take this crap in the woods and say, "Okay, I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> who's next? I'm I'm right. I'm gonna start ranting here. So
1: it'll be interesting to see who's next on the Avengers. Who's on yeah. the main? Because it's gonna be somebody big. It's gonna be somebody. Small. It's gonna have to be. Yeah, yeah, you know. So we'll we'll have to see who it's gonna be. What's the the positive spin you have for this week? Okay,
2: Bob? it's DC presents number six, mm-hmm. and the first five were Dead Man, another yeah. old character sort of reimagined, and here it's Challenges of the Unknown, mm-hmm. which a couple of weeks ago. We're talking about things that should have been a TV show. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, What we have here, it's Dan Didio and Jerry Ordway, who did Shazam for uh, DC for years. And it did All-Star Squadron, Superman, such as that. Challenges were created in the 50s by Jack Kirby. And it was four fellas, just friends on a plane, crashes. Mm -hmm. They miraculously survive and decide they're living on borrowed time. So they'll just do all sorts of crazy crap because they're living a life that they shouldn't have anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. Monsters and weird occult stuff and all sorts of crazy things. And they've adapted it here. We, we begin with a um, plane flight to some you know, survivor kind of show. Plane goes down. And they find Nandar Parbat, dead man. We're, we're connected here. It's sort of a Shangri-La place. We've got some monsters, some cults, some screwy stuff. Can't go too far into this. Mm-hmm. It is just a light, airy read. Still some horror, still some good monstery stuff, mm-hmm. and it's really a heck of a lot of fun. Now uh, they only go five at a time. Well, that's what a different Dead
1: Man. That's a different Dead Man, and I think that's what, I think that's their plan. Um, I didn't read all the Dead Man run, but I read a couple of them, and those were very good. Um, I read this issue right before we started mm-hmm. recording, and I liked it. Um, it's very light. It's very. Great. It reminds yeah. me of the style that it's Dendidio. Uh, the yeah. style that he's writing on OMAC the the three issues mm-hmm. of that that I read um, there's nothing wrong with that there's there a lot of mentions to Oliver Queen in the book mm-hmm. um, a lot of mentions who's Green Arrow which we'll kind of talk about later actually but uh, I found it interesting and I, I think that it I don't know that it communicates that idea that you were saying before about the old one that well because there's a little bit more cosmic stuff not cosmic but supernatural stuff happening mm-hmm. and they get into that very quickly and so it doesn't feel to me like oh, we shouldn't be alive, so let's we'll do this thing. It feels to me like, well, we had this really weird experience, and these people said, you got to do this thing, so we better do this thing. You know, that's...
2: Right, I think where you're going to end up here is probably by the third issue, mm-hmm. you'll end up, where, where before it probably took them three pages back in 1957 right, to yeah. just say, well, here's what happened, <laughs> right. let's go, let's have an adventure. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to play this out. So uh, I'm going to go over a second issue
1: mm-hmm.
2: and hope it isn't a placeholder, which we've found right. a lot with second issues now.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, the only thing that's going for this is that it's only probably going to be five issues, so there's, there's not really much time for placeholders. Yeah, they better move it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the idea of it being characters that can't support their own books getting little runs. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool idea. Um, Steve, what do you got for us this week?
0: Um, this week, we're going to talk about girls.
1: Girls, girls, girls. Um, <laughs> well, a
0: couple weeks ago... Uh, We talked about a book by the Luna Brothers called Whispers Mm -hmm. that uh, I'd really enjoyed. And uh, just like anything else, uh, movies, music, you know, if you like something so much from somebody, you go and you check out their other material. Absolutely. So uh, I got my hands on this. uh, They just recently released... The Complete Collection, uh, I think I'd actually mentioned it a while ago that it's uh, it's got these black, slick black pages to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very, uh, just a great, great presentation uh, for the story. But um, basically what happened with this book is it's a really, it's the entire thing. It's the Complete Series. It's fairly large. It's at least like 26 issues uh, in one collection. I read uh, the first issue... The night before uh, I went to sleep, I woke up the next day, and I read the entire rest of the series wow. in one sitting. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was so... I, I I always go on and on on the podcast about how good things are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never... Since I've been reading comic books, I've never read anything like this before. Um, it was so engaging, and, and the characters are so flawed. And that's one of the things that I'm noticing that they can do is they write these flawed characters that are really interesting to read about. Um, the main character, Ethan, he's an asshole. He's a total <laughs> asshole. Um, the setup of the story, I don't want to get too into it because it's just too good to spoil anything. But um, he's, you know, he's typical uh, towny kid. Uh, people know about him. He has friends, but he, they, you know, they like him. They don't like him. He's kind of a jerk, and he's always got sex on the brain. People are talking to him, just saying normal things. He's interpreting them as another. Um, there's this one scene of some woman asking him to uh, to feel her melons. She's <laughs> she's in the the grocery store, and he's you know obviously he thinks that he wants to, her to feel her breasts, but no, it's mm-hmm. normal. You know, you just mm-hmm. you're not listening. Carson. So right, yeah, anyway, yeah. he goes to a bar and uh he gets wasted and he basically stands in front of everyone within this barn it's a small small town it's a very very small town and everybody knows each other everybody has to interact with one another in a daily you know capacity and he basically flips out and gets fed up with all the women in the town and tells them off one by one pointing the finger in their face you're a bitch (laughs) you sleep with everybody all this stuff And everybody's like, you need to leave. You need to get out of here. And he leaves the bar, stumbling drunk, gets into his car. And as he's trying to make his way home to sleep it off, a naked woman comes out of the woods. And he's like, you know, are you okay? She's not speaking. Um, Is anything wrong? Again, she's just something is clearly not right with this woman. So he wants to help her. So he takes her home. And as the car is pulling away, uh, we see two people come out of the woods and they've got a gun and they were searching for the girl. Mm. Um, and that's where they leave you for the first issue. So when I read that first issue, I was like, Oh, like, you know, where's this going to go? Um, the book is filled with, uh, symbolism for the relationships between man and woman. Um, the need for both sexes in the world, uh, especially in forms of reproduction Um, And there's also a heavy uh, I just mentioned reproduction. There's heavy, heavy, heavy themes about how human beings in general populate the world and how we reproduce and how men need women. And um, I'll go a little bit farther in the plot. Basically, um, there's more than one of these girls. Um, and it all has to do with men not being able to be trusted, not being able to be left around the company of beautiful women. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I read it from cover to cover. It's got a very um, like close-knit community, um, almost like a Walking Dead kind of feel to it, but completely different from Walking Dead, not not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, just the the adventure that they have within this town, that it's in such a confined space. They don't go off anywhere. They don't hit the road and, and you know, try to venture off to another place where this stuff isn't happening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an alien invasion story. So to give you a little bit of perspective mm-hmm. as to, you know, it's a sci-fi story where it's coming from. And um I seriously, like, I, I can't wait to read The Sword. I know now... Um, Stephanie was talking about that last week. Mm
3: -hmm. Indeed. Indeed. There you are. And come on, you're
0: supposed to, you're supposed to, you know, row with me on the Lunar Brothers. Let's have it. Well, I was
3: going to say, I was going to say move over Jeff Lemire because apparently uh, the Lunar Brothers have taken over his spot. You shut your mouth. (laughs)
0: Well, I'm a, when I, like I said, when I I find somebody that I like, I I have a tendency to explore pretty much all they've Mm. done. And, you know, thankfully, they've only really done, uh, I think, three or four uh, series, including uh, Whispers going mm. on now. But um, they've I'm, got
3: one other one called Ultra or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to get this. The one I don't have, I'm trying to get my hands on it. Mm.
3: You can she, borrow it from me.
0: No, I can't. You're in Canada.
3: <laughs> I'll mail it to you.
0: I, I'll come over. Damn it. <laughs> Deal. All right. So, <laughs> Canada. Yeah. Um, I really don't want to go and I don't want to talk about it too much longer. Uh, I just, this is like, if I could give like the Golden Star Award of Recommendations by mm-hmm. Steve, this is a, yeah. It's a long title for it your award. Yes. Come, uh, <laughs> this
2: <laughs> is it's a- It's going to be engraved all the way around yeah. it twice. Yeah. Um, if <laughs> you the like, Stanley Cup. <laughs> if you like
0: solid writing and solid character writing and character interactions, it's scary, it's suspenseful, it's weird, it's trippy, and it's really, really poignant and mm-hmm. meaningful. It's got a lot of themes in it that are very, like, broad-in-mind kind of themes. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not just your typical comic Mm -hmm. book. This deals with some really big questions Mm -hmm. of men versus women, uh, our populating this planet, and what is... Who who has right to a planet?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Like, you know, why do we... Like, if something foreign is introduced, if something comes in, if something was to land here, the first thing we would do is destroy it and dissect it. Right why you know we're here why wouldn't anything else be able to be here as well mm-hmm. um so honestly uh luna brothers girls get the complete collection there's no way you're going to be able to read an issue and then just oh well, and then just maybe pick them up later mm-hmm. um pick it up get it i loved it it's huge but it's amazing well i awesome. agree
2: i read the first issue before we came on and i want to borrow that yeah because mm-hmm. i want to read the rest of this instantly and I I can't wait to get to those themes because we're introduced to Ethan particularly is a real human being Mm -hmm. who acts like people we all know. Yeah. And if you can tell the story through a real set of our eyes and not just a stock character, we move around the board. I can't wait. Well, there's like
0: that's the thing is like the the cast of characters. It's kind of like The Walking Dead in that sense. There's just there's like, you know, 35 main characters. Mm -hmm. And throughout the story, I mean, people are disappearing left and right. People are dying, and a lot of it you never you don't even see it coming mm-hmm. and you just you turn a page and you're like, "What right like what are we gonna do without that character mm-hmm. for the rest of this book? like they mm-hmm. were really important. what the uh, yeah, gotcha Oh I oh, can't wait. I couldn't put it down. It was great. The lunar
3: oh. brothers are just like I find that they're really good at just making really real characters. They make these really outstanding scenarios, and then yeah, they do a really good job of putting like someone who could be your neighbor into the story. Yeah,
0: it's, it's real people in extraneous circumstances in a sci-fi setting, and they do it really, really well. I would love to see this as a miniseries or a movie, but they would only screw it up because one of the most important aspects of the book, they would have to change because people just would not be able to deal with it. And if they change mm. that, it would lose all meaning. The whole, the whole overarching theme of it would be lost. So pick up the book, read it. Fantastic ending. The final page was so satisfying.
1: Awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. That's great to hear. Um, Stephanie, what about you?
3: Um, well, I went a little bit different than everyone else, period, from all our podcasts. <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, so I decided to uh, go down the path of an actual sort of book. Um, hmm. anyways, this what book is by the of author speak? of The Invention of Hugo Cabre, who oh. is uh which is by Brian Selznick who wrote um, wait, what am I talking about? Oh my god. Am I drunk? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so Ryan Selznick mm-hmm. he wrote the invention of Hugo Cabaret and he right. has written this book as well that I'm going to talk about which is Wonderstruck. you
1: just did there a little rewrite go. on you just did a little rewrite on yourself yeah <laughs> I
3: know I got way ahead of myself yeah anyways um, so I'm talking about Wonderstruck um it's a book comprised of two stories taking a place about 50 years apart from one another um, one story the main story I believe takes at least in the 70s, and it's focused on a young boy named Ben who loses his mother, and then he uh, he loses his hearing in an accident. So he's deaf. His mother has just died. He has nowhere to go, and he's really feeling lost in the world. And um, he takes off to New York to try and find his father. He's mm-hmm. never heard about his father, but upon his death of his mother, he kind of gets some clues and goes off searching for him. Um, Then there's a second story that's taking place, I believe, in the 20s about a young deaf girl who um, just wants to get away from her home life because she just feels really um, a bit like a broken toy. Like, everyone's really fragile with her and just like, oh, you don't want to go outside, you know, deaf girl can't, you know, do this, do that. You need to be coddled, basically. Um, the really interesting thing about this book is that um, both stories they take place like throughout the book kind of back and forth Okay. but once one of the stories um, Ben's story is taken it's written solely with words I know that doesn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> it's written with words it's, it's told so <gasps> it's so unique it's, it's not it's not
0: hieroglyphics yeah.
3: yes it's It's not finger painting. It's not. It's words. It's words. Guide. It's
0: written with words. Who would have thought? A a drunk
3: show, guys. I'm drunk up in Canada. Um, And the other story is told solely with pictures. Okay. There's no words at all.
1: That statement makes a lot more sense than your first statement.
3: Thank you. Thank you. One written with words. One written with images.
1: Guys, you're not gonna believe this. I read a book.
2: It was all words <gasps> Wow What a concept Really You've been ripped um, off man <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't know if you guys have seen The uh, Hugo Cabret book At the bookstore But it's this big honking Book that would make um, George R.R. R. Martin's books look Small Wow It's like <laughs> Good one it's, Yes Small, small. It's, it's <laughs> Shut up Okay <laughs> I'm not good with words tonight Okay Yeah i'm not very eloquent is that the word yes who knows who fucking cares it's a good word (laughs) (laughs) anyways so it's this massive book and when i first picked up uh hugo for instance i was like holy shit when am i gonna have time to read this and uh wonderstruck is the same way i was like oh my god when am i gonna find time to read this but because it's um written yeah, it's partially written and partially uh illustrated mm-hmm. and there's large chunks of the story that are illustrated. Um you can probably get through the book. I got through it in a little over an hour. Um anyways, long story short and long story filled with words that don't make sense. You know, <laughs> abbreviated, abbreviated. It's
1: funny this whole time <laughs> you were speaking all in words. It was crazy. I know.
3: I know, right? <laughs> I don't know if you could call them words. I mean, abbrevi- they have to be in the dictionary, they considered words because I think I'm making some up.
2: Yeah. Um, Go for it.
3: Anyways. <gasps> Breath. Um, <gasps> let me see. It's it's this really great story. It's kind of geared towards, I think, a younger audience. But, um, I mean, it's told so, such, in, in such an interesting way. And, um, it makes for a really great read. Wow. I'm so out of it. I can tell. Read the book. God, I had this whole, like, elegant speech all planned out for it, and I'm like, everyone's going to want to read this after I talk about it. And now everyone's like, is she dyslexic? Like, is she illiterate? Like, she speaks is she just, dyslexically. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. she said this book is all words, all um,
3: so pretty words. I, I,
1: they're colorful. They're,
3: it's not.
1: <laughs> I only colorful,
2: understood though. the second half.
3: Yeah. I know. I'm so sorry, guys. So, no, it's, um, it's
2: hysterical. Now, did the two stories just they, contrast and compare, or do we connect at some point? What? Yes. We, okay. Um At
3: one point in time, the stories do come together and. Um, then it becomes a lovely mix of words and images.
0: Oh! Good comeback. Oh, my God. Um, Switching up the game.
3: <laughs> it's not... It's The interesting thing about the drawings, too, is that it's not like... um.
2: They're all done like, with pen.
3: It's all done with pencil. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Yeah.
2: You were close. Whoa. Yeah, um, right like there. It's all
3: just like these sketches, and you can see how much time and effort went into each drawing, and it, it's so beautiful like it's so well done it's so incredibly just breathtaking it's definitely worth picking up and if you can't afford it because it is like it's a hardcover it's a massive book and you know if you can't afford it go to your local bookstore and read it because you'll be able to get it done in like you know the time it would take me to normally just browse Yeah, i'll have an so. espresso
2: and just you mm-hmm. know steal it for an hour
3: yeah exactly yeah exactly. i like that i
2: like that plan yeah very nice
3: or at least read the first little bit it's seriously worth checking out read the word part (laughs) look
2: at
0: the picture part yes okay I need instructions (laughs) if the book has words in it you know that you've picked the
1: right one (laughs) It's the one with words. It's the one with words. You got to read it. Guys, I don't know what to do. All these books have words. I don't know what to do.
3: <laughs> Which one do I read?
2: Yeah, let's let's go up to the information desk at Barnes and Noble. I was recommended this book. It has words in it. Yeah. Can you help me? It's all words. It has words. pictures too. It has pictures too. <laughs> yeah.
3: So you're looking for a picture book. No, no. way. <laughs> no, I'm looking for a book with words. <laughs> it was on this comic book podcast. Yeah. So you're looking for a comic book. No. no, no, it's not a comic book. Oh, just words. Just show me where the words are. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways.
1: Um, so I what was the name it. of the
3: book again? Wonderstruck.
1: Wonderstruck by mm. Brian Selznick. Brian Selznick. Okay, cool. Um, mm. awesome Great ends. job. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was definitely one yeah, of yeah, our, our yeah, more yeah, entertaining it. segments. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah
2: um we have to bottle this one
1: yeah <laughs> i
3: know i shouldn't be drinking so much <laughs>
1: <God>. <laughs> so um i'm gonna try to not speak that way for my book my book does have words in it oh. uh, and also has pictures whoa. whoa so it's what we call <laughs> a comic just, book wow I don't know if you guys know what, what those are mind. what a segue My yeah. god um I'm gonna be talking about uh Scarlet Spider, number two, uh by Christopher Yost and drawn by Ryan Stegman. It's um seen number two, so they did start this last month. Um it's not the Scarlet Spider from the nineties, so it was Ben Riley. Mm. Um it is, however, another Spider Man clone is the other Spider Man clone named Kane, um, who is kind of the evil clone. Aren't they all named Kane when they're yeah. evil? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so Um, after the events of Spider Island which um, I didn't read so I won't get into but from my gatherer from these first two issues he kind of redeemed himself and has gotten his life back the deal with Kane was he always had a a limit on how long his life was going to last he was always running away from death and at this point after Spider Island he now doesn't have to worry about that anymore he's going to die eventually but he's not going to die tomorrow or in a week he now has a normal lifespan of a human being Um, so all he wants to do is go to Mexico and live a normal life. He wants to get away from all of the shenanigans that he had to deal with in New York. He doesn't want to be a superhero, doesn't want to deal with it. So, of course, what happens to him is he ends up running into being a superhero. Yeah.
2: Um, it's Marvel. That's what happens?
1: Yeah. Um, it would be a really boring book if he was just hanging out at his house, drinking <laughs> a beer and, doing, and watching sports.
2: You're waiting to take, go to the next bus to Mexico. Yeah. Or am. Um,
1: the cool thing about the book is it takes place in Houston which is not a place that has a superhero in it which, which they, they make mention of in the funny. book. So it's not a superhero in New York or LA, which I like a lot. You know, um and I like him because he's sort it'd be too easy to call him an anti-hero because he's not really an anti-hero. He just he, he's like reluctant maybe? Reluctant hero. He doesn't want to be a superhero and he's spent all of his life basically being a villain and he has these genetically implanted desires to go too far to kill to maim to hurt, but he also has Peter Parker's DNA in him who who is nothing but if he's not brave and honest and moral so he has this voice in the back of his head that's constantly telling him you have to you don't do that don't do this and his kind of fight with that other side of his personality is very interesting to me and um he has a great line which is one of my favorite lines in, the, in either one of the issues which is um he Runs into the villain of the story, and the villain says, "Oh, good! I've always wanted to fight a superhero." And then <laughs> Spider says, I, "Well, I have bad news for you. I'm not a superhero, <laughs> you know." Yes. And and the thing is that he fights dirty. You know, he doesn't. He, he, there's no. He doesn't have rules. He shoots a gun mm-hmm. in the yes, episode. That was very in the, shocking. In the issue, you know. And it, what I like about it is that it's not a guy who is doing good things because he's trying to redeem himself. He's not. He, he's doing good things because. It's what he feels like he should now do. But he's not quite good at it yet. So there's that good balance of humor and of, uh, of, of seriousness and morality that's going on. Um, plus, I just think the design is really cool. I think the, the inverse like, Spider-Man mm-hmm. look, I think has a very, it's very visually striking. Especially against the villain who's like this fire... Villain and, and the, those looks against it are really cool. I and, mean, Bob, you got a chance to read it. Yeah, so. I loved it a lot.
2: And we're we're looking at a character, as you say, he's finding himself. Mm-hmm. But And he finds things with his spider powers to do. He's being inundated with flame. And you yeah. figure he's done. Yeah. And it's, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Yeah.
1: He's got that trickster quality to him, yeah. too, like Peter Parker has, you know, which I really like about it. Um, and but- I also
2: find, I'm, I'm not sure where... He was introduced here, but Mm -hmm. I know this character from the Spider-Girl, which is the A2 universe they Mm -hmm. did a couple of years ago, where it's 20 years forward, and he's still kind of struggling with that, Okay, but he's trying to be really good. He's Mm -hmm. trying to help out, in this case, the daughter of Peter Parker, to keep her on the straight and narrow, because he's already gone Mm -hmm. badly. So his life, hopefully, will keep going.
1: And the thing is, like, it has a... I really don't. the tagline of the book is all of the power, none of the responsibility, which I think is a misleading tagline Absolutely. because it makes you think like he's like I don't care, man, I just have these powers, I'll do whatever the hell I want, you know, and, and like that's what it seems like, right? It's like I'm, cool. it seems like a very '90s thing. Which I like, like your cool yes. guy doesn't give yeah. a fuck voice. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, a Character from the '90s would do, you know, and it's not that. I, I after reading the book, I take it more as. He doesn't have this built-in responsibility morality mm-hmm. thing and he's learning to use it. This character isn't cavalier about what he's doing. You know, he does makes mistakes but he's never like, oh, I'm so cool because I'm doing making these mistakes.
2: He's thinking about it. Yeah. Working the process through.
1: Yeah, and I, I really have really been enjoying it. Um, It's Christopher Yost who is actually a main story editor on the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes television show and he's actually, oh. looking at his credits, he works on a lot of the Marvel television show stuff and you can definitely, I can definitely see some of that and he's also... Co-writing on the next few issues of Amazing Spider-Man, while Slot gets the next big like arc ready to go. So, um, really good book, Scarlet Spider. It's only an issue two, so you can still find issue one, you know, on your uh, your comic book store on on your shelves. And I think you should definitely pick it up because it has that thing where it has enough seriousness where it feels like it's worthy, you know, where it feels like it has weight to it, but it's not so serious that you feel like you're, I don't know, buried underneath, uh, right.
2: you know. And his moment of heroism, I don't want mm-hmm. to give too much away here, it really comes out that way. Yeah. It, because we're, he's coming from that other darker place, Yeah, and it's, wow, what a, what a switch.
1: Yeah, it's a very good arc, and it. it I don't know where they're going to go from here, because I feel like they've started to establish him as a character now, so I don't know how they're going to keep playing off of these things, mm-hmm. but I hope it continues to do that.
0: I'm excited to read that. I have um, issues one and two. Mm-hmm. I
1: haven't gotten to them yet, but I do have them. Now I want to read them. It's really cool, and I, I'm really excited because when I f- picked up issue one, it was kind of like, "I'll get this issue one so I can talk about it on the site because it's an issue one. We should talk about it. I'm probably not going to like it. That was what I thought about when I picked it up. And I read it, and I really enjoyed issue one. And but I enjoyed it, and I was like, when I saw issue two, I was like, "Oh, I guess I'll pick that up. And now um, you know, I'm in for the 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 hauls until it, you know, obviously, unless it goes very far south, but I yes. don't think it's going to. Um, so that's my book of the week, Scarlet Spider. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now with, words. Now, now with words. Now with <laughs> words. <laughs> um, so
0: Steve, wow. yeah, you are gonna do a little off the beaten path. Yeah, we're gonna do a little quick off the beaten path. Um, so my uh, friend Rob, who is, I believe, the co-owner, I think, if I got this wrong, sorry, dude, uh, of Tour Comics, mm-hmm. where I go to get my weekly Wednesday fix, mm-hmm. and um, he has a, a pretty. Good. Um, he he predicts things when I go in there. He'll tell me what's going to happen in the industry, and so far he's been right about everything with the exception of the Diablo release date being announced. Still burning me on that one, man. <laughs> it got delayed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's not. Let's not talk about that. <laughs>
1: that.
0: That's that's not been good for my week. Um, but when I was in the store, he handed me um, a Adventure Time number one. Where it's by uh, Kaboom. The publishing company and adventure time is a cartoon show or a cartoon series uh from the cartoon network now what the show is it's really i've tried describing it to my friends and it's impossible it's one of those things that you just have to watch to understand um we were talking about Avatar a couple of weeks ago and how I was saying that that was like my favorite cartoon show as of mm-hmm. late that I actually sat down to watch the whole thing. I was interested. It was I was engaged in like <clears throat> I went and I bought the I bought the comic from him. I went home and I read about half of it and I'm like, this is really cool. This is really funny. This is different, but I'm, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. So I was in Target and I saw the first season for 10 bucks. So mm-hmm. I picked it up. I popped it into my DVD player, I ha- I'm almost done with it. Hmm. It is so up my alley, so funny, and just so absolutely creative. Um, basically what the setup is, is it's a 12 year old child and a dog who has the ability to grow and stretch and change his body into different things. Like if you need a key to get into, you know, to pick a lock, mm-hmm. he can form a key with his hand, so on and so forth. Um, Now, what it is, is they live in a world that it's not a video game, but video game rules apply. And the citizens of the world are the video game, are the characters. So, like... Reboot. What? It's
3: like reboot.
1: Yeah. What's reboot? What's reboot? Is that that horrible
0: CGI,
1: like, ugly artwork
0: Show. oh my god
3: uh-oh. The, uh-oh we're not even gonna go there if you don't know uh-oh. what reboot is then don't, like we're no, done no, carry on
1: no, none of us know what it is i what? Think help us
3: out none of you know what reboot is. i think is. i know
1: go ahead no i'll wait Tell go us. ahead
3: no no it's basically it, i i thought everybody watched a show in the 90s that's basically why i brought it up <laughs> it basically they're the characters like from your video games and they they get like called into the computer games and they fight like the players like
0: us ah no, yeah, that is. All right. No. Well, it's not really like that. Like for example, you have like a, you know, like a, a shark beast and uh and something else. Like you can they're your neighbors, but they're always looking to do like dastardly things. So you you can kill them on a normal on a daily basis and they'll respawn at midnight. So, mm. um basically what the setup of the comic book is, cuz that's what we're here to talk about, is the um The character, I mean, if you've played video games and you've, or you like Lord of the Rings, you've heard of the Lich King. Mm -hmm. This undead uh, king that basically is born of like putrid vileness looking to poison the world. And he has this magical bag that he's going around the world. Um, Their world is called Ooh. And he's going around Ooh and basically um, sucking it up into the bag. And uh, there's a whole other world inside of the bag where oo is all putrefied. The rivers are now sewer sewer water, things like that, and everything, including our heroes, are getting sucked up into the bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villains are no longer the villains. The villains are now your friends, and the citizens are coming together to fight the Lich King because you're all like your whole world is disappearing. Even though like everybody understands the relationship like you are an enemy they are the heroes it's your job within this world to torment the heroes Mm -hmm. um it's really creative it's super fun it's really 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 like tripped out is the only way Mm -hmm. to really describe it um the main character reminds me of my my friend michelle's little brother like the way that they speak they have their own language um they curse on the show but they don't curse they'll they'll use like a different word like they'll use the word flapjacks (laughs) instead of the word you know use your imagination right and uh it's just it's really cute it's got a little bit of ren and stimpy to it like Ren and Stimpy always had those characters that were like touched with a little bit of madness mm-hmm. that they'd be talking normal one second and then all of a sudden you'd hear like that old radio music and they mm-hmm. would just zone out yeah. and you'd hear like that old radio dial turning and they would go into this like speech about killing grasshoppers mm-hmm. or something like that this has that it's got that weird weird element to it but a little, little bit of Calvin and Hobbes too absolutely absolutely Calvin and Hobbes uh, lots of imagination the characters are really funny, and it translates really well. Mm-hmm. Um, they took the they took the show, which I'm totally addicted to now. Uh, they took the show and they managed to put it into a comic book that still feels like the show. Sometimes it loses a little bit in the translation, um, and especially something with that's just so off the wall and doesn't necessarily have borders. Like they're not like you could do anything you want mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the characters are really are really weird. It helps if you watch the show before you read the comic because you'll know the characters' voices. Like I mentioned the, earlier today, I mentioned the vampire character, who's she turns into a huge bat. She's got red eyes. She's sucking uh, the you know blood out of things. She likes anything red, going after people, tormenting. But when she opens her mouth and she talks, she kind of sounds like Janice from the Muppets. <laughs> so it's a total like night and day kind of attitude where she's evil. But she sounds like she's, you know, really laid back, man. <laughs> you know, like she, she's looking to cause you trouble, but not really. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's funny mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it sold out everywhere. On the first day, it sold out online. It sold out in stores uh, across the country and whatnot. And it was a huge, huge success. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a fan of the show or you want to read something that is just fun um, and kind of crazy... Uh, pick it up give it a whirl
2: it's uh, it's. I don't know I like it awesome it had a great sense of fun to it I, I don't know the show at all but it was really into the book it is just a hoot it's really weird like there's a there's
0: a character that's a he's like a lumpy cloud and the the way he he talks like somebody who would be on drugs like that's just his voice and I'm watching this whole episode and they didn't say his name and then at, towards the end they actually name him and his name turns out to be LSB <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, like they're really going there with this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's good fun. I haven't since not since Avatar have I consciously sat down to watch a cartoon series that wasn't comic book character related that I'm like, I can't stop. And they're only like 14 minutes apiece. Mm-hmm. So you can just blow through them. You know, um, there was an episode where the whole time. They're taking this sweet little character around with them on an adventure, wouldn't hurt a fly, doesn't know how to adventure, doesn't know how to like, you know, doesn't know that what they're doing is only screwing things up. And they give this big rousing speech about how they're a good adventure at the end. And at the end of the episode, the character dies. Oh, (laughs) it just dies. And there's no follow up like it just dies. And they look at the camera and they're like, did she just die? And the episode ends. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. Like, they just left it right there and I cracked up. I cracked <laughs> nice. up. It was it's a really it's a fun, fun uh, franchise. Definitely give it a, a whirl, especially if you like um, Dungeons and Dragons video games type of stuff. It's got a lot of those elements to it. It's a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Venture time number one. Yeah. Alright, so we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back to talk about some comic book news. All right, we are back. And we're going to talk about a little uh, comic book news. We're in a little bit long, so we're going to try to motor on through this. Um the the first story we're going to talk about is we've talked a little bit about the Green Arrow pilot's coming up called Arrow. Um, it was the lead was cast a couple weeks ago, but now we have a uh, a female lead being cast and that is Katie Cassidy who is going to be playing uh,
2: well, so far. Dina Lance, Lance.
1: Who is the alter ego of who, Bob? The
2: Black Canary, right? So you
1: want to explain to anybody at home who doesn't know the Black Canary is who, who she is? Uh,
2: we're talking about the modern version yeah, of it. I would assume. Which I don't know. In, in essence, was actually the the Earth One was actually the Earth Two Black Canary that ended up here through some wormhole in a Justice League JSA crossover, but then it turned out to actually be her daughter, who was in some pocket universe, and anyway. (laughs) Only in comic books. Only in comic books can all this happen, where you can give birth to your own daughter backwards in time. But anyway, in the classic uh, Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill stories in the 60s, 70s, it was Green Lantern, Green Arrow, the Black Canary, finding America, finding their own inner turmoils mm. played out on the larger stage it was a great series of stories they ended up married they mm-hmm. were an item for years this speaks well to where the comic book roots of this if i was kind of concerned we're going to do arrow and not do mm-hmm. the green arrow right they're going to do this i we i would think they're going to have to now address some of those storylines mm-hmm. and the relationship and more superheroes which why not
1: so this is a good sign for you that she's in the very book. good sign yeah. she's yeah. in the movies and uh, the, the tv show Book, movie, with, TV show. I got to it eventually. It's a TV show even with pictures. Even with, now with pictures. And, and audio. Yeah, yeah now with pictures. Um, so there hasn't been any, the, the press release from Deadline didn't say anything about Black Canary. Canary. It just mentioned her and, you know, that she's playing like a legal aide who has a romantic past with Oliver Queen. Um, however, like you said, it does bode well for the fact that their whole statement about this being outside the comic book world and not having to deal with the, the lineage of the character might be a little bit um,
2: posturing. Smokescreen. Smoke yeah, yeah, so that
1: people who don't read the comic book think they can watch it. You yeah. know? Um, which is,
2: look, speaking of Black Canary, when you know we sort of went down this road a little bit when we were talking about Birds of Prey, the TV show, mm-hmm. which I think they put out there in the same way and then gave you superheroes. Mm-hmm and three butt-kicking women that people didn't want to see after the pilot. It right. was just sort of, ugh, I don't want that. I want mm-hmm. soap opera. No, well, you're not getting that. You're mm-hmm. getting something else. Right. I have to hope they'll continue mm-hmm. broadening this. Why Would you introduce Bruce Wayne but not have him be Batman?
1: Right. That's Yeah, Yeah, I know. Um, as far as the actress goes, Steve, I know you don't really know Green Arrow that well or who this character is, but no. you know who the actress is. I do. Uh, Katie Cassidy. I mean, the only place I know her from is... Nightmare, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake is the only place I really know her from. Um, is she a good actress? Are you looking forward to this? <clears throat> I hope um, I hope that I'm not
0: getting this wrong. I do believe that she was a character named Ruby on Supernatural. And if I'm right, um, she was one of my favorite characters on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wasn't there for too long, maybe a season, season and a half. But I do remember that when she left the show, that I was very upset because there are very few women in Supernatural. But also um, that she she was like she was damn good. Like as far as like a like a villain uh, like a henchman mm-hmm. type character, uh, she had a really good presence. She was really. Um, she was like devilishly evil. She was sexy. Like she she had a really I, I really enjoyed her her role. And if I'm not thinking of the right character, then scream. I me, actually just but.
3: looked it up, and you are right. Yeah. 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 See,
0: yeah.
1: Then then then,
0: then you know what? Then I'm all for it. Because she owned that role and for a while um she made that show more more than what is it, kept me it kept me interested um in her character, and she made that plot line she she was the essence of that season and mm-hmm. that story that if they'd cast anyone else that couldn't have pulled off that, like, sexy, sinister... Sometimes it's hard to do. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can't take it seriously. Yeah. You know? Um I think she did a really good job, and obviously she's comfortable in the, you know, sci-fi superhero mm-hmm. type of world. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, I, I don't... It's CW doing this? Yeah. CW. Yeah, I mean, that part of it has me a little
3: concerned but mm. you, so what whatever
1: mm. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm good with
0: it Katie I'm, cassidy
3: making an impact in six episodes
1: there you go of supernatural she's only in six episodes wow yeah that's crazy i mean that speaks well for her then i mean she's a See, fox let's be fair I, I don't gorgeous. know
3: like i'm going basically on what you guys are saying about her because i don't know i'm just looking at the picture but from the information i have with like supernatural a nightmare on elm street harper's island and melrose place i'm kind of like <laughs> hey <laughs> not so much but i mean i'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt if steve well, says she's awesome
2: that's right <laughs> and i do and uh, that makes me feel better about it too because mm. dinah here has to be as strong a character as oliver queen who is a really larger than life so sort of, mm. as created he was a bruce wayne knockoff right well so he's huge she's gotta go toe-to-toe with him constantly yeah. and take him down a peg when need be
0: let's put it this way I've I've seen every episode of Supernatural to date I've I've watched all seven seasons you know or through the seventh season and there's a lot of characters that come and go I remember Ruby mm-hmm. okay. I don't remember a whole bunch of right. other characters but I remember her mm-hmm. so if I remember her as burnt mm-hmm. out as I am then she definitely made some kind of an impression on me, and if she's going to be entering into that territory again, where she's going to be doing like TV, comic book, sci-fi type stuff, she's right at home in there. So you know, yeah. let's give her a try. And I'm I also seriously want-
3: giving you the benefit of the doubt here because I'm looking at well, her you should
2: filmography. <laughs> I'm your friend, and for it sake. is shit. Well, like, look, Martin I'm I'm Monte Carlo,
3: I'm look- Gossip Girl, Melrose Place. You love Melrose That's, Place. Don't, don't, Black Stephanie.
2: You're, Stephanie, you're killing me. Don't. No, I have high I know, hopes I here. No,
3: I'm worried. I'm not going to look at it anymore.
1: I'll tell you right now. Am I going to lose my man card when I say this? Not if I've already lost Melrose. it already. Yes. No, not Melrose Plays. Um, I watched the first two seasons of Gossip Girl. Ooh. Um and. It's not It's not a bad show. It's a well-written show. I mean, it's got it's that whole stigma around it. It's a soap opera, but it's a well-written soap opera. Okay. But anyway. All uh, I know
3: is uh, Blake Lively and that XOXO. Who? That shit.
2: What? Huh? <laughs> I
1: have,
3: what? Bobby will know what I'm talking about. I know
1: about. What she's talking about. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I was going to say, I guess I have to re-up my man card. I want to see her in the classic outfit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fishnets and heels and leather jacket and oh, kicking yes. ass but and do the be whole thing.
3: that a long time away from what it sounds
2: like. Oh yeah, but I can dream, can I?
3: <laughs> if the show even makes it, past I'm its with you, pilot. Bob. Yeah,
1: yeah. If the show exactly Stephanie, if the show makes it past its pilot, which we don't even know, we should have happen, a yeah. we should have a uh, talking comics
2: pool
0: as to as to how long it's going to take for her to get into her costume
1: yeah. <laughs> um,
0: or
3: naked or or out of her costume. <laughs> Where are never. we going
2: now? That's it. <laughs> uh, move on. Move she on. She
1: seems like to me. With her credits, she seems like she's in like the, the the WB CW yeah like staple of actresses that they hire mm-hmm. to do stuff like this.
3: She's right up their alley, like she is.
1: But I mean, yeah. she's done Supernatural, she's done Gossip Girl, you know, all the shows that she's done seem like they they kind of focus on that. Too so, uh, bad
3: One Tree Hills canceled because that's right up her alley too.
1: <laughs> wow, um, that not show even, not even giving her a chance. Yeah, that show lasted a long time. One Tree Hill, crazy. Yeah. Um, that's my that's my parting shot on that story. That's <laughs> One Tree Hill, man. Crazy. <laughs> <You
2: know. laughs> In that 90s voice, you brought it back I, out again. Yeah, I like I did.
1: Um, So our next story, speaking of 90s, or well, I guess it's 80s as well, but
2: yeah,
1: a couple of years ago we had a Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, film. It was an animated film. I liked it. It was a a cool movie. Um, Not perfect, but I think a a, a solid effort. And I was looking forward to see what they're going to do next. Uh, Well, forget about that, because they are now doing a live-action reboot, which they've been saying for a couple of years Mm. now that they're going to do. Um, Same producers as the animated film. A director is in talks. It's Jonathan Levisman, who is doing Wrath of the Titans. That's coming out this year, which is the sequel to Clash of the Titans. (laughs) He didn't do Clash of the Titans.
2: Oh, okay.
0: No. Um, that was awful. He also did uh, Battle Los Angeles. Yeah, which is poop. awful.
1: That movie is horrible.
2: Battle <laughs> Poops Angeles is one of those yeah, kind of yeah.
1: things. <laughs> poop Los Angeles. That's <laughs> what it is. Um, he's also directed um, yeah, Darkness Falls, uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning,
2: which is the, s- the sequel, prequel to- Not <laughs> the one with Matthew McConaughey. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Uh, that was the fourth one. That was the next generation. Oh, next yeah. generation. Yeah. Oh, the Awful.
1: beginning is the one, that, you yeah. know, they did the reboot, Um, probably like, like Renee eight, Zellweger. E- eight years ago now. with Jessica okay. Beale and stuff. Oh, yes. Okay. This is like the sequel to that, which was a prequel. So there you go. A sequel, prequel. My, My brain just, prequel just exploded. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a prequel. And it's, and it's being written by, um, or rewritten, I guess, <laughs> by. by the Mission Impossible: Gross Protocol writers Josh Sweet. Applebaum and Andre Nemec. See that actually wow. has me a little excited. Mm-hmm.
3: That has me excited. The director, not so much.
1: Yeah, um, it will look cool, but I have n- none of his movies have impressed me. The actually only this is a very random, but Jonathan Liebesman directed when when The Ring Two came out. They mm-hmm. produced like a short film that came out like in a special edition of The Ring DVD, and Jonathan Leesman directed that movie that short. Which was excellent. The Ring 2 is a horrible, horrible movie. <laughs> but that short was excellent. That's the only thing I've ever seen him do that I responded positively to, really. So this does worry me in that way. Um, Are we suits and It wasn't or? in a,
3: this is so short, it's awesome because I don't have to watch this whole thing.
1: No, it wasn't in that Could way. They? It was actually a really good, it was a much more faithful rendition of the Ring kind of ethos and mythos than The Ring 2 was. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, but Steve, what do you think about a Ninja Turtles movie? I just want to know what the difference between ethos and mythos is. <laughs> well, I'm going say mythos. Oh. M- mythos, not mythos.
0: Mythos. Mythos. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do I think about a new Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah. A live action Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah. Um, I kind of wish they were doing an animated one again. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, like, Before they made the the 90s cartoon, before they decided to go, like they realized that the Ninja Turtles could be marketed to kids and they made them like the whole like, you know, pizza scarfing, cowabunga and and skateboarding Mm -hmm. the sewers. Um, I have, uh, my mom, it's funny that we were talking about the turtles. About three weeks ago, my mom was going through the basement and she found a couple of my early, early uh, Ninja Turtles graphic novels. Mm. That stuff is really dark Mm -hmm. it's really dark the artwork is dark the the tone of it is really dark there's blood um i personally i'd like to see that Mm -hmm. ninja turtles um i'm afraid of what kind of a tone they're gonna take with it because it seems like they could go either way Mm -hmm. if we're gonna end up with another like you know haphazard ninja turtles thing where they're all goofy and Splinter's cracking bad jokes and
1: he made a funny, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's going to make
0: some more funnies. That's um made a funny again. I'm not in the mood for that. Like <laughs> I personally I liked uh I didn't love it, but I thought that the the newest CGI Turtles movie was a decent effort. Yeah. Um it had a it had a cool villain, it had a it had a pretty good story. Um I just I want to see them I want to see them get gritty. Like mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm tired of them bringing these things back only to have it be like the
1: pussified version of what it could have been. I, I think that the only reason there you could hope for it to be a little grittier is that the target audience. I don't know if Ninja Turtles are now as popular with kids who are our age when we love Ninja Turtles, if that still happens. They've tried right. many times to bring them back, and I think they're moderately successful, yeah. but I think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles target audience is the same target audience as when they made the Transformers movie, which is people who watched it when they were kids who mm. now want something that's... That, that, well, that, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Um, which could be cool. Um, for me, like my only real exposure to Ninja Turtles, I never read the early graphic novels. Was The, the cartoon mm. was the first yeah. time I had exposure to them. And, but I will say this, I think that that first movie they made was much more akin to the, the comic book, uh, you know, feeling than the, 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 the show. Because when I saw that first movie, when I was a kid, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, they're so serious. Like Rapha- Raphael's going to die. He's in a, you know, yeah. the whole, the whole storyline. Um, and then they kind of went away from that in the second one and the third one. Um, second one, is, the second one, the second one feels like an episode of the television show to me. Um, the thing that was cool about the, the new movie was, because it was animated, they, could, they were actually ninjas. You yeah. know, like they, they could do cool stuff, because yeah. they weren't guys in big suits where they couldn't really move around. Which they won't do now, I'm assuming. Oh, no, they're going to be CG. There's no okay. way they're not going to be CG-created creatures. Yeah. So, but if they're like, like the apes and Plan- uh, yes. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, that will be great. Um, Stephanie, uh, I know you're all up in Canada and stuff, <laughs> but did you have any Ninja Turtles uh, exposure?
3: I've only ever seen the movie, like the most recent movie, because my parents sucked and they didn't let me watch (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or like Power Rangers because they were afraid I was going to get like all (laughs) ninja-like. Truth, They were like, we don't want you fighting with other children, so therefore you can't watch things with ninja or Power Rangers in the title. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't actually have any reasoning why they didn't want me to watch it, but
1: you know. That's good enough. That's funny. Uh, Bob, you're you're a different generation than the rest of us.
2: I have no clue. Yeah, th- that's that's None the thing whatsoever. I want to ask
1: you about it because I mean, to me, like the Ninja Turtles are like a cultural milestone for me. You know, they were one of the like one of the first things I loved as a mine when I was a kid.
2: I know more about the comic and Eastman's book right. because that came out in that whole indie movement, and it unfortunately spawned way too many bad imitation mm-hmm. and really terrible black and white books mm-hmm. that 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 got so overcrowded they all got destroyed. Mm-hmm. And it's still standing. I mean they still do print.
1: Yeah, and I mean and Eastman is sun. writing it again now.
2: Really? Th- that he's that's doing the great. run
1: now, yeah. Um but
2: they definitely were it was a dark book. Right. It really was. It was well, meant to be serious.
1: In this story from CBR Comic Resources, they say that um it debuted in nineteen eighty four as a parody of Cerebus, Daredevil, New Mutants, and Ronin.
2: Yes, absolutely was that's, that's what they yeah. said.
1: Um so it's interesting, right? Um the funny thing about this is this little quick aside. that's nothing to do with the quality of the movies or anything, but the reason I first learned like who their namesakes were were only because they were named that, like Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, really? Michelangelo. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, "Why are they called that?" Like, "Oh, they're these famous painters this, and sculptors." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And then you look at them up and stuff. Um, I hope it's cool. I, I hope that it has some cool action scenes in it. I don't need it to be like the Dark Knight. You know, no, uh, no. Wow. I just want to see <laughs> I, I want to see a Ninja Turtles
0: movie where Raphael doesn't go off on his own, all pissed off for a half hour.
1: Well, do you, I think you'll be waiting longer then because that's Raphael's thing. <laughs> Ugh. I knew you were gonna say that. I seriously, I was sitting here
0: going, "I'm gonna say this, and then Bobby's gonna retort with that."
1: Because I mean, have you ever seen an, an internal story where that wasn't the case? No, that's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the whole
0: Please. the next thing that we're gonna talk about, mm. um, I think anyway, mm. I'll it just I want to like my version of what I want to see. They're never gonna do it. Mm-hmm. They're never gonna do it. Right. So, but I think our next to- our next uh, yeah. news story is when I'll get to that.
1: All right. Um, one thing. I- I- the Ninja Turtles movie. I don't. think is, like, I don't need to see blood in the in Ninja Turtles movie. You know, I don't need to see. I, I just want it to be interesting. You know, and I want them to tackle like the themes that, like that have kind of developed in the whole Ninja Turtles universe. Maybe outside of what became it, but this these four basically they're basically people who are stuck in these bodies uh, uh, of these like mutant turtle things. You know, and they can't they can't go in society. They can't function. They have to kind of be these underground like superheroes and do all this good and get no credit and I think that that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, so that's that
0: that'll, would that will be, be there, great. You know, yes. you know, but are they going to like they're going to do CG obviously. Yeah. For like the faces and stuff, are they gonna make them like all like realistic? Like, is somebody gonna say, like, "Well, why don't we make them look like real turtles?" If they do that, I'll be very upset. Yes, <laughs> you know, like like the whole lizard man, spider man thing, the lizard thing. Yeah. yeah, lizard. Yeah, and um, just like, is it gonna be like those those drawings that you see floating around on Deviant Art online mm-hmm. of like the realistic versions of right. cartoon characters? Yeah, is that we're is what we're gonna end up with? I hope like not. I'm glad no. that like it's gonna Eastman... be turtles
3: with scarves wrapped around their head like actual turtles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this <is> so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I just I want to I I like you said I, it's their whole deal is actually really kind of cool that mm-hmm. they can't take credit because they have to stay out of the eyes of society mm-hmm. and it would just they have they have good villains they have a, a, yeah. a huge cast of things that they can pull from. I want to see like when they did the second movie and they had the, the uh, T- uh, Toka and Rezar yeah yeah just Bebop and
1: Rocksteady yeah I know just do it yeah you know like why did you bother to bring in these these joke characters yeah. not that Bebop and Rocksteady are the most serious characters in the entire world no but, but-
0: <laughs> then you got you know
1: you got Vanilla Ice he's
0: rapping oh yeah
1: I gotta say though, as far as like the movies go, I enjoy the second movie far more than I enjoy any of the other ones. Well, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. I like the fun that's being had there. I think that some of the, like the stuff they do, the DV eight, doesn't really make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me because even at that point. The Ninja Turtles were one of the most popular things in like the entire yeah. country. So why do you change the things that
2: make people like that stuff? But to make it their own, I guess so. I'm yeah. not the comic writer. Mm. I'm the movie writer. Yeah.
0: Like, Co- yeah. When they announced that they were doing the second movie, The Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. And they announced that they were going to have two new mutants mm-hmm. join the cast. The whole world, like all mm. kids, rejoiced because mm. they thought Bebop and Rocksteady right. were going to come into the fray, and they didn't even tell you until the until the full trailer was released. Mm-hmm. And like the whole, all, all the kids of the world went, oh.
3: yeah. <laughs> except for me, because I had no idea. Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, except for Stephanie, because yeah. <laughs> she was off hating her parents.
3: <laughs> for not Can't be be they a were ninja. off hating me. Ha ha ha. We won't let her watch shows that everyone else loves.
1: Real no, <laughs> no Power Rangers for you. Yeah. <laughs> I had the turtle blimp. I had the turtle van. I had, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. I,
0: I, I once punched somebody for stealing one of my Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I did. I totally did.
1: We can't do that. No, you
2: could. Oh, not ba- oh, we don't play that. You what would the turtles have done? These
3: are the reasons done? why I wasn't allowed to watch the show. <laughs> no, listen. This is right. because of you. You'd have you snuck could. into
2: your parents' room in ninja mode and like, yeah. slit their Look, throats or You could do something. that
0: back then because back then there were no rules. Now you can't even punch a guy without getting sued. That's true. You can't get into a bar fight without yeah, getting a summons three yeah. weeks later. That's true. It's bullshit. <laughs>
1: Wow! Steeps stand up for
0: violence. Steve, he
3: stabs
1: people. No, some some people
0: deserve God, to be punched in the face. Stab
3: someone these days, the worst.
1: Listen, this giant bunny stole my yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody the duck the 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 mm-hmm. duck character mm-hmm. with the the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody took it, and I knew he didn't have it, mm-hmm. and I told. I saw it at his house. I was like, "Where'd you get this?" And I figured it out, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just. You socked I, him? I, I, I socked him, man. I gave him a black guy. It was gorgeous. It was my finest he, hour.
2: Did you get your duck you? back? Oh yeah, you better yeah, ask. Good job. I did.
3: He's gonna sue you now. <laughs> now that him. you mentioned black this on the black, air, years, yeah. years later. What's the
2: statute of limitations on, Jeremy. on on duck suing <laughs> <bobbing? Sue> me?
1: <laughs> it's not the ninja way. <laughs> All right. So um, from one childhood property that has the chance to be ruined to one <laughs> that has already been ruined. Um, Transformers 4 uh, has been announced um, with the surprising directorial choice of Michael Bay (gasps) continuing to direct them even though he said he wasn't going to direct them. I think something to do with the fact that he is the highest paid director ever now. Billions.
3: Was it it just announced today that he's going to be the director?
1: I don't think think it was no I think it was uh, yesterday or Wednesday. Oh because I
3: read something yesterday that said he wasn't going to do it and he was just in talks. Uh,
1: Um you no, know, it says, Michael at, at confirming reports emerging out of Toy Fair, Paramount Pictures and director Michael Bay have announced they're re for a fourth installment of the blockbuster Transformers franchise. Set to open June 29th, 2014.
3: Yeah, no, I saw that too, but I heard, like, I swear it was either yesterday or today that he was, he wasn't sure if he was going to direct or not. Oh. I don't know. Anyways.
2: We can s- hope the world will come to an end in December yeah. of this year. We don't have to watch this.
1: He said, yeah. Steven Spielberg and I are working on a whole new reimagining of Transformers, the fourth installment. We've been working on the idea for a few months. I'm excited about where it's headed.
3: Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: it's weird. They're rebooting the franchise with the same director, which is a bizarre yeah. idea. Um, Josh uh, Dumal, who played you know, one of the army guys in the movie. One of the dudes. One of the dudes. Who you didn't care about Said that A lot of the return The cast Major cast players Aren't returning
3: He so, said everyone Aww. No one's returning right? Yeah yeah
1: None yeah. of the major players Are returning No Tyrese No Tyrese No, no
3: Tyrese I'm pretty Tra- sure The thing I'm excited about Is the lack of the boof
1: The beef The boof The boof. I don't uh, The beef I don't I get into my smoking pot on the roof. But uh No 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna give my little rant about the Shia LaBeouf situation before we before we go on to talking about the movie a little
2: bit. What is the situation?
1: Here's my thing. Shia LaBeouf has been in some extremely shitty movies. Extremely. Alright. But but if you look at all those shitty movies, Tell me something that's better in those movies than Shia LaBeouf in those movies. And I'm not talking about the fact that he was CG made to swing with monkeys in the jungle <laughs> in Indiana Jones, because he didn't do that. It wasn't like he was like, oh, here's my idea. I'm going to swing with monkeys yeah. in the jungle. All right? <laughs> George Lucas is like, you're going to swing with fucking monkeys like, like, in the jungle. Deal with it. All right. So you <laughs> look at all the shitty movies he's been in. Name something better in those movies than him. I forgot Kate about Lenten. that.
2: Yeah, I, I'll go with that. Oh, and Indiana Jones. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, Kate Blanchett is good in that movie, except her character has no purpose.
2: <laughs> yeah, she stands around in a, in a Stalin uniform. You know, yeah, that, yeah. I about mean, Kate, Kate
1: Blanchett is a better actress than I don't know,
2: man. That refrigerator. Actually, you know what? Let that me tell you something. That's <laughs> pretty everything's impressive. Everything's
3: better.
1: You know, oh, everything's better than Shia LaBeouf in the movies he's yeah. in. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so robots pissing on each other is yes. better. So yep. racist, uh,
2: racist robots with gold teeth. Shia Jive talking.
1: Shia yep. Annoying ass parents yep. are more uh, are better than Buff. Stupid LaBeouf. scenes yep. of robots oh, dude, in the garden you know sneaking they're around. They're so
0: cool. Yeah, they're so with it. They're so hip. Yeah. especially the mother. Yeah. Oh my god, is she awesome?
1: <laughs> yeah. Megan Fox not better than Shia Buff.
3: Megan Fox way better than Shia LaBeouf. I nope. mean she looks good.
0: No, I'll go be with Bobby on this. She, she gross, I hate she her. I loathe her, and I
3: would rather watch anything with her than him.
1: Okay, okay I'm going to talk about not how the big budget movies. Have you ever seen the movie Holes? yes Child yes. Is, yes it's awesome in that movie and that movie is great that is a great kids movie <laughs> telling remember, sound like look. a kid's movie <laughs> <laughs> i know i know holes you ever seen that movie holes the oh, yeah. book's are great too the book is great i have the book they're like identical the book and the movie um mm-hmm. and i and i think *Disturbia* is a good movie i think it, it's, a it, it's yeah, a it was fun it's a fun remake of rare window okay um and then
3: there's even stevens
1: even stevens yes can, you, can, you can't great for that um he ends up in all of these, like, you know, these big budget movies that p- nobody likes. Eagle and, and so they blame him for it. And I think it's unfair because I think mm. that he is the best thing in almost all those movies. He's better than Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones. That's for damn sure. I it's don't blame him
3: for, like, the movies being bad. I just blame him for being bad. I don't
1: think he's bad. I think he's funny and entertaining.
0: But I don't
3: think he... No, 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 no. Do we need to do that again?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, you and I can first. do it. <laughs> Uh,
0: yes. but, uh,
3: For like hours.
1: He does go to Robot Heaven in Transformers Part 2. Um, and that's the <laughs> real problem. Have you ever seen Transformers 2? No, the say, first
0: one gave
2: me enough of a headache.
0: I, I will give these movies the effects, okay? I effects get, are great? Yeah, the effects yeah. are the only reason, I you know, it's but the movies themselves, I hate them. Oh yeah, they're, I hate they're really them. bad. I hate them. They're over long. Oh yeah, they're really they're yeah. They're over loud. Yeah, they're over loud. They're over long. And they're just... They're offensive
1: and they're stupid because they're Perfect. directed by Michael Bay. That's why
0: they're I'm the, sure
3: the only reason Michael Bay is coming back to do a fourth one is because he's like, well, I don't money. think I got enough explosions in the last one. <laughs> yeah. Money, money, money. Like, seriously, well, I had to review the third movie. So like I had money. to watch it. And I, at one point I just got bored and started counting how many times something exploded <laughs> and trees are exploding and <laughs> lampposts. And I'm like, that's not even possible.
2: Well, I think he was going to make Pearl Harbor too, but they decided yeah. that you know that wasn't going to play well with the veterans.
1: To me, here's what happened: I, Transformers One, I, I don't think is a horrible movie cause I, think, I do because I think that Michael Bay, he came off of a, a failure with the Island, and so he wasn't cocky, Michael Bay. So I feel like. All the stuff in Transformers 1 that's not the government stuff which is atrocious and horrible and ridiculous mm. and stupid, I think is a pretty okay action movie with really good effects. Um and I think the last 35 minutes of Transformers 3 is awesome. The action is great. But it's
2: the 7 hours in between. <laughs> yeah, there's 7 hours of absolute
1: crap you have that I don't even understand. I don't understand oh. how these things get made. You know, like there are plenty of good like Look at, to me, my favorite kind of big budget action movie that's not, not, not Inception or The Dark Knight, not, none of the Nolan stuff that's got a little more serious vibe to it, but J.J. J. Abrams' Star Trek is like, to me, is like the mo- the model for how you make that kind of mm-hmm. movie. You know, like big and loud and fun, but. Well, Super 8. B- Super 8 as well. J.J. J. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's. And it's like the, these movies, whereas if they were made 25 years ago by Steven Spielberg, would feel like they had a heart to them, have no heart to them, you know, yeah. and I was looking forward to at least somebody else taking over maybe they wouldn't have hearts to them, they wouldn't be great, but they'd at least be about the the robots and stuff I don't need yeah. these like weird human avatars that you put in these <laughs> movies that like i don't care I care about the robots more than I care about the people you're throwing at me you know
0: um, i wanted to, I was talking to Bob about this outside, um we were waiting for you to get home that like much like the the aliens versus predator that they would never do my version of the movie i i do know that the humans are a presence in transformers mm-hmm. but i would love to see a transformers movie that doesn't take place on earth mm-hmm. that it it there's another planet there's, there's such a universe that Mm. transformers has has made over the course i mean it's been around for a long time yeah that you don't need to make people are going to see the transformers they're Mm. going to see the robots i don't care about shia labeouf saving Mm. his whatever girlfriend he has in the new movie (laughs) i don't care about whether his parents are in danger right yeah and all of the military they're just like they were like cookie cutter yeah you know, one-liner just and the situa- the when the building is fall is breaking mm-hmm. in half, they're all sliding through mm-hmm. the building yeah. and everything. Everybody lives, yeah, except for one guy. Yeah, like he's ah, that's
3: yeah, that's whatever. Like but, American TV and movies in a nutshell, like they're so afraid to kill people off. A lot of the yeah,
0: time. kill them, well, kill them all. Just, I mean, just,
3: and the
2: director someone. too. Just do while it. It.
1: I mean, I think that's an, I think that's an unfair Bay. statement. Yes. Like uh, it's Transformers. You know, it's like it, I don't need I don't need people to die what? in Transformers, eh. and it's also a movie that they're investing three hundred million dollars yeah. in. Like, they don't need to be. I don't need that. I just want it to be cool and not painful, right? But you know? I mean, you can, I'm not saying
0: to kill everyone. I'm just saying, have there be like if you're going to have humans in your movie, have some kind of human tragedy. Right. That, you need a sense that, of menace, like that we
1: can relate to, or just go whole hog with the whole robots fighting because
0: that's right. all anybody really wants I know. to see.
1: But, I mean, by the third movie, do you even care if one of those people dies? That's the thing. It's like, I don't want to see a death scene. I don't want to see, you know, Tyrese crying or somebody. because Josh Jumal is dead. I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to... You I might get a certain level of satisfaction <laughs> out of
0: it, but... <laughs> you
2: know, again, as before, I come to this not knowing these cartoons. Yeah. So I saw the first movie because a friend of mine who was really interested... Oh, go, you're going to love it. Giant robots and mm-hmm. fighting. And what I was hoping for was kind of a Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Human characters, a little bit of a backstory, and giant monsters kicking the snot out of each other with great damage and wonderful fight choreography. Yeah. Robo snot. Yeah, but I got none of that. No, no. You couldn't tell which one was no. which as they all melded into each yeah, other. Yeah. Cut in a way that made it nonsensical.
1: Yeah. Those first <laughs> the first two the first two movies have horrible action choreography. They have horrible the, action choreography. The only reason the third one doesn't is because he shot it in three D and he couldn't. Cut that quickly, oh. so you get a lot longer shots, and I think that's what makes the action in the third one better. The, the except for the action in the third one, it's interminable. It's just as bad as the second one with better action. That's the only <laughs> difference between the two the two things. That part.
0: I'm this, just oh. happy
3: I haven't put any money into them. I no, a hot. friend of mine used to work for Paramount, so I got like the first two movies <laughs> for free, and then I burned I reviewed them all. the third one. So. <laughs> If um, I had put money into that, I'd feel cheap. Right, I when cheap they, and used.
0: When they went into the desert in the second movie and they found the oh the elderly yeah. Transformer, I was whoa, the, whoa, whoa, wait.
3: who looks like old man.
2: No,
0: I didn't see the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old man
2: oh, yeah. old, an old Transformer. Oh
0: yeah, an elderly Transformer, and gosh. he's old and crotchety, and he's you know he's you know, he's I got like robo arthritis. Yeah, and it's just it took like. 25 minutes Mm -hmm. to get to the desert find him uncover the story activate him for christ's sake yeah and he relays this story to you that like at the end of the 2025 you don't care you want to get back to the story (laughs) and there's this whole middle part that i was like oh my god can we please mm-hmm. get back to the, the destruction and all that? Like that's
1: why I wanted to watch this movie. I don't need <laughs> right. major history lessons <laughs> yeah. of Transformers. All three of the, all three of them have the same plot, which is, well, you think this is bad. There's been somebody else here yeah. for a really oh. long time, and they're even worse than the Transformer that's here right I hate now. I that shit in the front. <laughs> we found you on eBay. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, like first we'll talk about dating yourself. Yeah. And then just, it's such a ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. way to open up a movie. There's that, an
1: even badder Transformer waiting for you. This yeah. guy's been on the, the, the whole storyline of the third one, which is like these, these like, there's this portal on the moon that can bring, I'm, and I I was, why didn't you do that in the first movie? Yeah. If you yeah. knew the whole time that that thing was there, why'd you wait to the third movie to bring your whole army into the thing? <laughs> Um, and you'll learn Nimoy voices like one of the robots in the third movie, oh. and he repurposes a Wrath of Khan line for it, <laughs> and it's like the needs of the many outweigh, oh. you know, the yeah, 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 you know, few. It's a really and the fun.
3: most outrageous God. plot line is Shayla Booth getting to hook up with Megan Fox and Rosie Huntington Whiteley, yeah, or whatever yeah. her name is. Like <laughs> yeah, right. The most
1: gorgeous <laughs> people in the world.
3: I wouldn't sleep with that guy if I was paid to.
1: You sleep, be No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no,
3: no, 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 no. Uh,
1: Had to get it yeah. in one more time. <laughs> um, so, um, I guess we're
0: Fourth not movie. excited
1: about Michael no. Bay
0: directing Transformers no. no. Four. again, I. Uh, I'm not
3: excited about Michael Bay tra- transforming anything. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I, don't, I don't care <laughs>
1: now with words. Uh, <laughs> I, the uh, I mean, to me, like Michael Bay, I I love The Rock. I do too. I think the Rock is awesome. <laughs> it's, and that movie was so long ago, but that movie—that's a great action movie. Um, it's fun I and I get it. great
2: cast, wonderful performances. Maybe they're on their own autopilot. He did yeah. nothing, and you've got Ed Harris and. Connery it's also because and Nick, it's
1: before he's so. big, so he's not a cocky. Yeah bastard you know and it's a, he's made Bad Boys which is a, a fine little action movie it's small compared to all his other stuff but I think I think to him the perfect movie is Bad Boys 2 that's what I think Mike, to Michael Bay that's the perfect movie like two and a half hours long like 16 different plot threads when stuff is when, when stuff is exciting it's going fast and anything that's sad is in slow motion that's Damn. what Michael Bay does that's what he does um, but at least like Bad Boys has a engaging lead actor um mm. so not We're excited martin lawrence.
2: not excited not martin
1: lawrence will smith <laughs> yeah martin lawrence
0: um martin lawrence has been hanging out too long with eddie murphy chilling on those fat suits <laughs> yeah.
3: what i'm more excited about is will smith and men in black but we won't go there
1: i think that i, I think that trailer looked kind of cool i yes. don't know if it's going to be good because the second one is a piece of trash but i mm. um,
2: agreed but it has rosario dawson in it
1: the second one yeah I mean, it, it was, does it does yes. yeah so that's got, something yeah uh,
2: like lara flynn boyle it
1: does she's yes. a bad guy in yeah. it she looks good in the movie though yeah, yeah. Pretty. um i like her uh josh brolin though playing young Tommy lee jones looks pretty amazing looks pretty hilarious that's who that was <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah i will watch it yeah
1: i'll watch it too um i
3: love the first one
1: the first one's a lot of fun uh,
2: yeah the second one just it's one of those things where i feel like oh like are
3: cameo talking about by, by michael Black. jackson
1: oh yeah
2: and I'd sure uh, rather watch Men what? in Black 3 with Will Smith than Colossus, the Forbidden Project with uh, Will Smith. Right,
0: yeah, that's true. I remember, yeah, Michael Jackson comes onto the screen. Yeah. yeah. Right. With yeah. Al Roker. Look, at yeah. aliens. They're aliens. Right, right. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mm.
3: So. Hancock 2, it's better than Hancock 2. Which, the no. Which they're going to make.
1: No. Yeah, Peter Berg yeah. is talking about it.
0: I've seen the movie Hancock, uh, I think, probably 17 times because I couldn't get away from it. <laughs> I you
2: didn't see it on purpose, seventeen.
0: No, it was uh, I, I was I was staying somewhere for about two weeks where the TV only had about four channels, and it was <laughs> well, that's it, it, it was it was yeah. that movie and some other like romantic comedy that it was only those two movies. <laughs> and I we just left the TV on, and it was on every time, constantly. It became like a running joke. <laughs> and yeah, I've I've seen Hancock way too Charlie's many times. That's
1: Theron. Yeah. And Jason Bateman. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I personally, I like the movie. It I was just, just after 17 times, <laughs> no. you, Nothing's good. you, know, you yeah. kind of want to freak out a little bit. Yeah.
2: No. I bought it in the supermarket for $3. It was mm-hmm. there at the counter. I was buying, you know, Sunday's, breakfast yeah, fine I'll buy a movie it was enjoyable for three bucks I've actually never seen it
3: so I have I not, didn't mind you know,
2: it. I any, it I like Peter Berg
1: as a director I
0: but. liked that it wasn't what I expected it to be mm-hmm. it was had a much more serious tone and uh, Will Smith's character was not what I thought he was gonna mm-hmm. be yeah. in the film that he was yeah. nasty and he was like it was it was decent. I mean, you know, don't watch it 17 times. Right. <laughs> but um I don't it's, you know, it's worth a watch. Yeah, it's worth a watch. You won't be you, you won't be too depressed <laughs> after well, it I attempt.
3: liked it I think because everybody told me that it was like the worst thing ever so Mm -hmm. just go in thinking it's the worst thing ever and you'll love it well you you know know.
2: stephanie as you say that i think that's the way i came Mm -hmm. at it everyone told me how bad it was
1: now i'm gonna watch it and be like this is horrible why did Stephen bob say it was so good
3: well no listen
1: blame stephanie (laughs) she likes it more
2: than the rest of
3: us (laughs) words Um,
1: she hasn't watched
0: 17 times though
1: whenever i saw that trailer for hancock i just always thought of superman 3 you know, when he gets like the the synthetized no. kryptonite that makes him like an
2: ass. Y- yeah, but it is much deeper than that. <laughs> right, but that's it why is, I, yeah, the trailer but, yeah. so I
1: thought, I'll get there when I get there, whatever, you know. Um, so we got, we ended up talking about Hancock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and in is, Black. Yeah. You're welcome. That that much happens. better than Transformers. It's true.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Shia LaBeouf and Will Smith mm. only on Talking
2: Comics. <laughs> Bad Boys 3. Yeah.
1: Ba- oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: Where it. we talked about everything but comics. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, we're not going to go over this week's releases because they already happened and uh, uh, it doesn't really going to do anything. But uh, today, Ghost Rider, if you listen to this on Friday, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance <laughs> Oh boy is out, directed by Neville, Dean, and Taylor, who are the guys who made Crank. And, Seriously? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and Gamer.
0: I did not. Uh, Gamer was okay. Mm-hmm. I did not yeah. like Crank 2, but I love uh, the original Crank. I gotcha. love that movie.
3: So, I went to see that with my friend in theater and I felt like I was on drugs and I wasn't. It's such, it's <laughs> so
0: much fun. Mm-hmm. It's so much like what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a ridiculous action comedy that moves at like breakneck speed. That's exactly what it is. I love it.
1: So yes, hopefully Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance is at least more interesting than the first film.
3: It
2: should at least if be Nicholas bad enough Cage to be fun. If Nicolas Cage wasn't
3: in it, I'd be all over it. But like <sighs> Idris Elba's in it. and it's true. But Nick Cage, he lets me down every time.
2: Yeah, it's a bad run for him lately.
1: There's oh. a really funny YouTube video that's it's a new one. It's just all of his best quotes from every, like all his movies. Is he dresses as a teddy bear. And it's ridiculous. Well, no, they don't they don't have that one. They have a couple oh, ones. That's they have too a couple bad. ones from Wicker Man,
0: but. Okay. I
3: I pretty well watched that clip of him punching a woman dressed <laughs> as a bear, like mm. on a weekly basis from you ever see the Wicker um, Man? Yeah. The cartoon it's of him Oh, go ahead, Stephanie. Best. Oh no! That's it. Carry on. Something
0: about cake. Something about wanting cake. No, no. I'll have to find it
1: for you. It's really, it's damn funny. If anybody missed, he was a uh, um this past weekend on Saturday Night Live. It was
2: very funny.
3: Nick Cage and. Nick Cage. Nick Cage yeah. and
1: Nick Cage. It was him and um, Andy Sandberg uh, doing like their Get in the Cage segment. <laughs> and they were talking about Ghost Rider. And it, it was very funny. It was very, very funny. Nicholas Cage was a really good sport about it all. Um, so that's it uh, for Talking Comics for this week. Oh, but before we go, we should probably talk about where they can get in touch with us. Um, at Talking Comics on Twitter. Um, we have a Facebook page, with the which is facebook.com uh, backslash Talking Comics. We have um, our email, info at com, And, of course, the website, TalkingComicBooks.com, where you can find reviews and columns. We actually had a column go up just the other day. Um, we're featuring uh, stuff on Kickstarter now that you can go take a look at. So that's that, that's really cool. And um, we have a couple of new contributors who we're going to try to get on the show in the next couple weeks. And we'll introduce you to them when that comes um and i will be returning to the website relatively soon for all of you who who miss me so so much Mm -hmm.
0: and And we
3: have more guests coming soon too we do
1: the end of the month we're gonna have joey esposito editor-in-chief of um ign comics Mm -hmm. which should be awesome Mm -hmm. and um and then we're gonna we're trying to get a guest to, to talk about uh x-men versus avengers so you we can catch all you guys up and us on up on what we need to know before that event begins so it's going to be a, a cool month uh, on talking comics um go to the website uh you can sign up on the website now with with your twitter or facebook name so you don't have to make a, a separate login um comment on stories and just get in touch with us we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys and download the show on itunes subscribe if you don't already and review us on itunes as well if you get a chance um it really helps with people um looking for random podcasts, if they see a podcast with reviews, they're more likely to download that show. Um, So I think that's it, unless I missed anything. Um, Soon we'll be selling
2: t-shirts, right? Yeah, now with words. words, words. Talking (laughs) comics, now with words. Yeah, We're going to start a Kickstarter for our own. own... (laughs) Um,
1: Now with words, the movie. (laughs) Guys, this movie has words.
3: Sometimes. Sometimes. Although, not if you're watching the artist.
2: Yeah. I was just going to go there. Thank Man. you for beating me to that one. <laughs> this horse is like <laughs> dead on the ground. Beat it.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. dead. It came back to life, <laughs> and then
2: we beat was it down again. A
1: dead horse? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So that's it for the Talking Kong podcast for this week. For Bob. Good evening. Steve. Bye. Stephanie. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I have been Bobby. Until next time on Talking Comics, to be continued.
2: Words. with words with, <laughs> with now words. with words. words talking comics now with words, <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tagline for next week
1: yeah